Start the party, Dan. Oh no, you got upset online. Looks like you're having a real bad time. Should have just ignored what I said. But now I've got proof that you read it. And for me, that's all I need. What I live for is the air that I breathe. Cause I'm rude of me, and I'm not sorry. Welcome everybody to the block party. Hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. This is episode number 117. I'm John. I'm Stefan. And uh, what a beautiful... We're still in... We're in Blocked Party sweeps month still. Uh, it's snowing outside. I don't know if that's correlated to anything, but uh, we're feeling good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. It's Valentine's Day, too. It is. Um, oh, that's right. We are recording on Valentine's did Day. You, it's like did you sweet- forget? No, I already posted a thing about Becca, so oh, okay, All right. I'm good. Yeah. I got in. I got in. Too. You know, I yeah. Well, the problem was for me is that I woke up. Well, not problem, but like I woke up and she had already posted about me. So I was like, oh shit, I gotta. Oh yeah, okay. Gotta and we were up until going. like one thirty playing video games last night, John. Too. So yeah, was, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It's a tough yeah. situation. We didn't anyway, plan it out too well. But. We have. I have something I got to get off my chest, and I need our guest to be involved in the show before this happens. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to introduce her so I can say this because it's it's really weighing on my mind right now. Uh, our guest this week, fabulous uh, comedian, author, writer, podcast host. You may know her from My Favorite Murder. Karen Kilgariff is here. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being coming on. It's sweeps month. The whole month. The whole month. Yeah. uh, We're doing it old school, you know, like we're both big uh, TGIF fans, you know, (laughs) hanging with Mr. Cooper. Sure. Boy Meets World, you know, so we're like, why don't we do, you know, podcasts aren't doing this. We felt like it was a sort of we're we're exploiting a market inefficiency. You know, because yes. we're white guys in our mid thirties, so we have to. Yeah. That's the things we have to talk about. We we you sort of decided to do to do like one month where we have uh, we have like good guests for one month, basically. That was <laughs> yeah. sort of the idea, and so. just see how the numbers go from there. Yeah, it, yeah. See yeah. if it changes yeah. anything. So yeah, yeah. we one did it last more. year and uh, changed nothing. But this year, we're <laughs> hoping for the best. Uh, it's a, no, even if it doesn't change anything, it's a really nice way to mark time. You know what I mean? It's like before sweeps, after sweeps. It's exactly. You know, you, exactly at least you yeah. know where you are in the yeah. True. We did we did sweeps, yeah, last February and then uh March happened and uh you know, it was, it was fine in in the year since then. So, I don't know, maybe the pandemic will end after oh. this sweeps month, like we're sort of resetting it is the way. Yeah. I that's what it, the world's but... waiting for. Be- because yeah. of sweeps. Yeah, I yeah, like we're that sort of attitude. Ending it. So, sure. Yeah. <laughs> You I have to that, close the book on the pandemic. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Us, yeah. our podcast. That's the, the we're the yeah. podcast that that is responsible for starting and Sorry. ending oh. COVID. Oh well, yeah. then I'd like I have a couple things to tell you about how I <laughs> didn't like your plan. And I no, it wasn't been a great year a for you. Good time in the pandemic. <laughs> At the very beginning of quarantine, I called my dad and said, "You never told me we'd have to live through a pandemic." <laughs> 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 my favorite, because I just didn't really know what to do. I was really scared, but in this way that didn't make sense. Uh, like it was fear about a thing that no one had any experience with in this era, I guess. And that was yeah. the only thing I could think to do was complain, <laughs> complain to my dad about to it. To someone like, older. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you ever talked about this? 
Well, like I, all the people who are alive who like lived through like the Spanish flu, they're the type of people who are like, yeah, I just drink like a glass of red wine a day. And like, that's sort of my entire shit. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, well, that doesn't really help me now. Like I'm stuck inside for a year, you know, like I need some advice for that. I mean, I guess back then probably people were just inside all the time anyway. So it wasn't that much of a change. They were inside at the mill or the, in the mine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's, I'm definitely like, I haven't seen John in person since, October, I think, right? Yeah, because we've November, been locked down since then. November, so. yeah. Right. Um, but you know, I think uh, we both have pretty good setups uh, at, at home, which which helps a lot. Uh, I mean, don't you feel so grateful that you do this in a meaningful way, so that your job wasn't really affected? But I mean, I think that's like the the one thing where I was like, holy shit, I finally did something right in like the the grand scheme. Something really fucked up happened, and I actually was prepared in some way like never in my life have i been able to go like oh okay well i guess i get to pivot to doing the exact same thing but at home yeah and i'll be now, okay is that why you got into podcasting just in case of uh because the pandemic, pandemic? yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah yeah you saw yeah. it you were an early adopter <laughs> and then, yeah and that's why i was a raging alcoholic all through my 20s just in case the spanish flu came back and then that, <laughs> i would have that all solved we're always looking ahead in this household that's smart. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a one thing I think about the pandemic often is like, I feel like with my grandparents, they were both born in 1932. So they they were like, you know, by the time they were in their early teens, they're sort of coming out of the Great Depression. But I feel like a lot of their decision making was based around like growing up in the Depression era. And so I wonder if like, you know, 20 years from now, my kids will be shitting on me just like, yeah, I still doing that shit because of COVID. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what that thing is, but I do feel like is is this just like permanently altering the way I act and do ordering, things? Ordering multiple items on like I keep ordering four of something on Amazon. I just got a box. <laughs> this was one of the weirdest. And it, <laughs> it's a total waste, but it made me laugh. I because I, I love popcorn. And then I figured out that if you get that really orange oil, it's kind of approximates movie theater popcorn, like a little bit. You know what I mean? It gets kind of close yeah. to it. And I found on Amazon or whatever, I found that uh, Orville Redenbacher makes like movie theater popcorn oil so that you can have basically yellow popcorn. I, I think it's terrible for you and doesn't really affect anything. But so I was like, oh, I want that. And when the box came, I'd ordered six bottles of it. <laughs> I was just like, the, like, I'm all stocked up. And if this thing keeps going, I'll always have orange popcorn. But it's, yeah, because presumably so you don't need to use that much of the liquid to for a single no. serving. Yeah. You yeah. No, just like I think I, I think maybe it's like two tablespoons per. So I'm yeah. going to have it for three years. Also on the front, it said for popping and flavor so you can fucking pour this shit on the popcorn after you make it which i think is super disgusting but oh i don't like the sound of that at all i have it ready so we're gonna be the opposite of the great depression is what you're saying they were like oh we we can't spend any money and we're like oh i if i buy something i'm buying six baby that is the minimum yeah for some reason (laughs) that makes me feel better I bought, uh, I mentioned this last episode, but I bought a, like a little electric milk frother, uh, which is like, is like 20 bucks. Very 
stupid purchase. I think I've already stopped using it. Like I think I've already <laughs> used it for the last time. Um, because it's just like, it's just like extra work. You have to like scoop the milk froth out with like a spoon and sort of like, like lay it on top of the coffee. And it's just like, what, what am I doing here? I, I think that yeah. was, I really started to, to kind of question my sanity um, after trying the milk. And it like spills the milk everywhere too, when you're, when you're using it. And, I don't know. It's just a whisk as well. It's just an electric whisk, basically. So I, that have, was, I just uh, that got was... one of those too, and it's same thing where it doesn't really do that much. Yeah, like it mixes things up because it was to make. I got it to make bulletproof coffee, which I was like, "This is my new fitness thing." Which oh like, yeah, it's just fats. It's not actually. <laughs> it's not, there's no fitness involved. But then I got one of those, and I don't have a cup big enough. I think you're supposed to buy a thing that then you can froth it up and let it. It's supposed to be like oh. a pitcher or something. So I've been using like a like a big like measuring cup, and it's still not big enough. And I'm Don't not putting that much that, milk like, in. Don't they use like the metal one at like a yeah. coffee shop or whatever? Is that am I am I knowing that correctly? And I feel I'm like they a put a lot guy. of they put a lot of milk in there because they're going to yeah. use a lot of the, the right. froth. I think, but this is like just for me and for like two cups of coffee. Oh maybe. yeah, so it's just yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I didn't even think about that because they definitely when you if you see them do it at Starbucks or whatever, they're filling up that metal cup. Yeah. And that's yeah. not, you know, you're not going to be drinking. I'm that. not going to have that much coffee. I also got oh uh, like a really nice like coffee grinder where you can like press a button and like do this, like a specific amount of coffee cups. So I'm not just like kind of guessing. And I think that's slight. I'm trying to I'm trying to like up my game in like every department. So like like streaming and, and the podcast and stuff, I've got like an audio box. I've got like a, a nice mic. I've got like my keyboard and my two monitor set up and coffee i've got i mean i'm so mad about the milk frother the more i think about it it's just such a dumb purchase it almost seems like you were trying to do barista cosplay or or that was going to be your thing for quarantine of like i'm going to get yeah. really good at coffee production for myself yes okay? that's uh, yeah. yeah and I'm, I'm like buying like like nice coffee beans and uh it, it's it's been it's been fine but i feel like it's just like diminishing returns right like i'm not skilled enough and i don't put enough effort in because the whole idea is that i, I wanted to do this to like get up earlier in the morning and kind of mm -hmm. have a routine and i'm still getting up at at you know like like nine o'clock and just like rushing to make the coffee as fast as possible so <laughs> like you're I, late I for know. work at starbucks yeah <laughs> like you yeah. created stress in yeah. where there was none before yeah. I would say you have the hardest part already down, which is you have the exact body type of a barista. So Thank you. you're good to yeah. go. You're five, yeah. five and you weigh 110 pounds. You just yeah. need a tattoo on the inside of your bicep <laughs> and then you'll you're you'll get hired anywhere you want. Yeah. Yeah. I got to give that a go. Well, I mean, I, I got the pull up bar as well, though. Right. So and That's I've got the, the smoothies and the and the, the protein smoothies I've been doing as well. So, yeah, I feel like it's also. I it's partially like New Year's resolution stuff, too, because for the first like for 2020 in the pandemic, I was just doing I was just drinking so much beer and like smoking so much weed and just like watching movies and playing video games. And like I'm still doing that, but I'm like offsetting it like, you know, how um, like super rich people will do like carbon offsets so they can take their <laughs> private planes everywhere. Yeah. Like me getting a pull up bar is like my equivalent of a carbon offset. So I can still just get high and play video games for like six hours a day. It's yeah. great. Well, you have to, though, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, this is the life I was already leading. I just beat myself up constantly for it of just like get high and lay on the couch and watch TV and then eat 
tell myself I'm only going to have a couple mini Snickers and then eat half the bag or whatever kind of thing. And then the second the quarantine started, I was just like, looks like I'm all good and I can do whatever I want. And that went on and really went a little insane for like six months. And then around fall, I was like, you're going to have to leave your house at some point. You're go like, you should get into, you should, you should do the opposite of this and start getting into, you know, like feeling better and working on it because you have nothing else to do this you've done and like, you know, it really well. So do the opposite. And so I, I've started trying to do that with like putting more fat in my coffee, which is an yeah. amazing <laughs> way to lose weight and get fit. Um, you know, but it's, it was hard because at the beginning it was just like, well, who fucking cares if you, if you have to be locked in your house, you should get to do any single thing you want oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah. What What For is sure. the idea with, with bulletproof coffee that it's like there that, that I guess that you're, you know, if, if you're going keto, that your body needs certain fats. So you give it all the fats it needs and then right. it will burn the ones that are stored. So okay. you can get a bunch of fats taken care of if you do. Um, the, the way I make it is there's these collagen packets that are like collagen protein. And then there's these little cacao butter pellets mm-hmm. and then just the um, that MGT or whatever it's called, that oil. And yeah. then you froth it up and it doesn't get very frothy. And then you're basically just drinking coffee with a huge oil slick of fat on the top of it. And I'm just like, here I go. Watch me drop pound after pound. Yeah, I think it's like if um, if you want if you like drinking coffee, but you also like shitting your pants. I think that's mostly what it's for. It's like, what can I two, shit faster? Could coffee make me shit faster? Hell yeah, I don't have let's time go. to be sitting in that bathroom all the time. I need to get no. in and get out. Yeah. Exactly. I respect that. I got to get back to the couch uh, i gotta get back to my orville redenbacher popcorn <laughs> i want to ask did it did, does it work like does it taste good like have it has it accurately replicated it the movie theater experience for you i don't think so but it came yesterday oh just so, yesterday okay. this oh, okay. is brand gotcha. new this of, is brand new okay so we'll need an update new. yeah for, i will definitely update you okay, how much please. my life is going to change for even more oil being introduced into it for some reason you, you oil... could put it in the coffee too couldn't you <laughs> yeah there you go what that's that a true created the perfect foam on top it, of it might we don't know yeah i know i gotta get in there with all my oils uh so i wanted to say like earlier when i introduced you i said i wanted to get something off my chest but then i didn't do it so now is a good time it feels like we're done talking about oil and shitting our pants and stuff (laughs) um so i i i don't know that i've ever had a dream about blocked party before um I, i like i don't think it ever enters my like subconscious i just do the show and then that's it but last night i had a dream about blocked party and with karen you were coming on and my dream was and it i feel like it lasted a long time i was going to introduce you and i kept calling you bondi gold drave And what that was it? my Bond- whole dream. And Bond- I couldn't stop I it. I thought I was like, I was so embarrassed and I couldn't stop. I was like, I was like, she's a podcaster. You might know her from my favorite. Murder. Like I nailed the whole intro. She's a comedian. She's an author. Please welcome Bondi Goldrave. And then my mind would be like, no, no, that's not her name. And then, and it got to the point where I did it like five times in a row. And then you started getting like really offended. And I was yeah, like, no, I I, I, I'm telling you, I can't fix it in my brain. 
And Stefan was like, what the fuck, man? Like, just say Karen Kilgariff. And I was like, Bondi Goldrave. And I just kept saying it over and over again. And uh, and then I woke up. It literally woke me out of sleep. I was like, woke up in a cold sweat that I couldn't. Because it was like, I, and I remember at one point I was like, okay, if you just say it slowly and you do the shape of your mouth. So like in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm saying Karen Kilgariff. And then it was just like, Bondi Goldrave. I don't know. Is the last name Goldrave? Goldrave, I think. Like G, I was imagining it's like G-O-L-D-R-A-V-E, like a gold yeah. rave. Gold and then rave. the first yeah. name is, how do how, you spell that? B-O-N-D-I, like Bondi Beach in Australia. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm not so offended I, at all. <laughs> well, I didn't think you would be, but in, in my mind, for whatever reason, that was like, yeah, it was just a met like usually if I have like a quote unquote bad dream, it's that I'm late for something or I can't do something that I feel like I should be able to do. Yeah. So I guess that was just, I don't know what's going on in my life right now, but that was how it manifested in my dream. Last I mean, night, there are, so. there are zero Google results for the exact. <laughs> well, it was funny because I told Becca Gold that story Ray. when I woke up this morning and she's like, Oh, is that like someone's name? I'm like, no, that's no one's name. No one is named Bondi Goldrave. Goldrave. And to me, it feels like uh, if we had time to unscramble the letters, it would spell something that would either oh. be awesome or oh, really yeah. offensive. I, would, I bet you there's people who could do that. Really yes. Easily. I'm not. See, and them. I think that's what comes with hosting a true crime podcast is you're thinking like, oh, that's some sort of like crypto messaging. Yes. like Cryptic, Please. I should say, not crypto, but. Yeah, you're right. I I don't know what it is, but we'll have to figure it out. Stefan, you look like you're still researching I, this somehow. I'm, I'm on an anagram generator right now. So. Yes, yes, okay. please. So let's see here. Uh, longboard, Ooh. land bridge. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Both of those things oh, wait. related to Australia. Oh wait, yes. no, these are just these are just taking words out of it. So it's not. I was going to say that's not a full anagram, but I yeah, like this no. though. It's okay. still good. Longboard okay, is good. Longboard is good. Land bridge, I don't mind. Yeah, land bridge yeah. is good too, as though there's a, any other type of bridge. Yeah, <laughs> you know, okay. this the air bridge. We got to cross the air bridge. Right, that's the for a few your future. That's the if future, nothing else, yeah. I could check into a hotel under Bondi Goldrave. That's true. And just keep my keep my anonymity if I'm ever traveling. Yeah, so there's no there's no 14. So it's I, it's about uh, let's see. Yeah, it's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So it's 13. There's no 13 letter anagrams. I'm sure one of our listeners will figure this out for us. Yeah, figure uh, it what out. What if you figured what if you put it into that anagram generator and it was like, oh, oh, it says, fuck you, bitch. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Well, like, oh, I, I wouldn't have read it if, if it did say it. So <laughs> it might. And I, I just didn't read it. But yeah. Uh, oh, my Tasteful. God. Tasteful. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, John, that's, that's an incredible dream. I mean, I've never had a dream like that. That's so, and it's it's. Well, I've I've had dreams like that where you like in your head you're like I have to like I can't do this anymore. Like I, I'll have it with like running or something where you're like I need to be, run faster. Why am I not running faster? It feels like you're running in quicksand. And this is like the verbal equivalent of that, right? Like where no matter what, you just <laughs> yes. kept saying Bondi Goldrave. <laughs> I have a similar stress dream where, and I've had it, I think all my life or like since high school, where I'm standing around in a hallway, just trying to like bullshit with people. And then people are like, it's your, come on, come on. It's your cue. And I'm in a play and usually it's a Shakespearean play. Ooh. And I didn't learn my lines. 
And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to explain to people like this is opening night and I never learn my lines. And I'm like, get pushed on stage to go start like my monologue. And I'm looking at a book. I'll be looking at like the script and trying to really quick be like, see if I can memorize as I walk out. And (laughs) I've had it and it's super fucking stressful and really like trying to like trying to explain and slowly but surely people are like being disappointed or I'm like, oh, I'll just quit. I won't show up. I'll run out the other door. And very recently, I would say like a month ago, I had the dream and then I just was like, sounds good. And it was like something in my mind was like, just just go for it. And just I walked on stage and just started talking. And then, of course, it immediately ended and switched to something else. And it was like after 20 years, I solved my own stress dream <laughs> by not fighting it. Damn. Wow. No, that's brag. impressive. That's impressive. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry to no, start your show you just brag. dragging my ass <clears throat> off at you. That's that's no, totally that's, fine. Yeah, that's good. It like I, it's it, it's weird because I don't have nightmares. Like I know I don't have the traditional like I'm being attacked or something's happening or whatever. Like yeah, my literal nightmares are just like the problems of a 35 year old white man. Where I'm like, oh, the <laughs> looks like I put things in the wrong order on this list, and I can't I can't rearrange the list. Wow, what's happening? You know, uh, it's very odd. And I've talked about it on the show before. But the only recurring dream that I have is that I'm best friends with Sidney Crosby, um, who is a, he's a famous <laughs> hockey player, Karen. And um, that's the only. What do you guys do? Do you talk about? We're stuff just chill. Or? We just yeah. chill. We just yeah. hang out. We're just bros. And it's like to the point where I've woken up in a state of confusion and like tried to text him. Like, I think that he's in my like, that'll be like part of the dream. Part of the dream will be like, oh, Sid, Sid needs me to text him. I got to get I got to get, you know, and I've I've literally like been confused enough that I've gotten to like the contacts list on my phone and I'm going and I'm like, oh, Crosby's right. We're not. I don't know him. So, oh, that's tragic. I don't know what that means, but uh yeah, it is tragic. What, so I don't know how I get over that dream. Maybe I just have to meet him in real life or something. I don't yeah. know. Maybe you should try calling him Bondi Goldrave in the dream and see if that sort of unlocks anything. <laughs> yeah, this is I where I introduce Sydney, whatever his name is. Come on. <laughs> hey, that's my He's just cousin. chilling. He's just chilling in your apartment for some reason. He's just What's sitting up? behind me. Hey, that's yeah. weird. Whoa. <laughs> That is so cool. You know him. So do I, apparently, in my dreams. <laughs> in, when yeah. I was in my 20s, I had a dream that Madonna and I were really good friends, and she kept going, we need to go to the mall. And I was, like, trying to tell people, like, oh, my God, I'm really good friends with her. And she's like, come on, we have to go to the mall. And you're just and so busy. And that's the kind of thing people say telling you their dreams, other people telling you, people telling you their dreams is bo- always boring. But I disagree. I think yeah. if you save it for the good ones, like these two that we're talking about, celebrity yeah. ones or interesting stress dreams, I, I find it fascinating. Yeah, I feel like I haven't had any memorable dreams in like the past five or six years. Like I don't really have any recurring stress dreams. I just like sleep. And then I definitely I remember having dreams as a kid where I was getting chased by there was um, I'm like, sorry, my cat is scratching me. Stop it, Kiki. Kiki. Uh, I uh, I would play this uh, this Goosebumps game on on PC based on the the Goosebumps book series, and it was like one of those games where it was like half live action back like those early PC games where it, it had like right. actual like like cut like live recorded action cutscenes, cut yeah. yeah. And like Jeff Goldblum, I think, was in it. It was very it was a very strange game. Cool, but. 
uh, it had this this part of the game where you would be traveling in these like sewers under uh, under this like theme park, this haunted theme park, and there was this like horrifying monster down there that would be like chasing you around and it was it was like genuinely very scary as like a seven or eight year old and that would like haunt my dreams for like two or three years and that was that was genuinely terrifying that was not like like a a fun dream um but like i i I feel like i just don't have i mean i guess i do have fun dreams i just don't remember them i do do you guys do anything to remember your dreams or it just comes naturally because i just don't have dreams that i I almost never remember my dreams this was like a this was literally a scenario where I woke up and I laid in bed for three minutes thinking really hard about what the name was so I could tell the story on the show. <laughs> but that's the only way I can remember my dreams is if I like really focus on it. I, I am actually like Karen to go back to what you were saying. I am the worst like dream recapper because usually I don't remember but I will remember that I had like a weird dream so I just bore the shit out of Becca because I'll wake up and I'll be like I had a really fucked up dream last night and she'll be like what happened I'll be like I don't know I just know it was fucked up I just I remember that I remember that it was weird as hell but I can't Yeah. yeah but I don't I don't have any good like recall for it so yeah I think what what the dream thing really comes down to is most people just tell boring stories period Um, So like if you're just bad at telling stories, then you'll be even worse at telling stories that are often like not that interesting. (laughs) That never happened in the first place. (laughs) I did find a a picture of the the monster from the Goosebumps game and I'm going to link it in the in the zoom here. Uh, It's scarier than I remember. It's it's very scary. And it would just like chase you around the sewers. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. I could see having a bad dream this, about this that. This is a game no for kids. Question. Yeah. And it would yeah. like hunt you when you were in the sewers and you could like hear it off in the distance and stuff. And Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That is yeah. not a good. It was, also, it was pretty scary. Is it kind of bodiless? Like, is it? It sort of looks like a, this? yeah, like sort of like a Jabba the Hut type, like it's mass. Like a, it sort of seems like one of those like pumpkin. interdimensional horrors you hear so much about nowadays. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So as, as a kid, it was, uh, it, it fucked me up. I think but, interdi- uh, interdimensional game. horrors was a was a porn movie I saw when I was a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when you stopped dreaming. <laughs> yeah, I, you it, know it all weird became is, reality. I've always remembered my dream. I I am a very uh, strong sleeper, like sound sleeper, and I always remember multiple dreams. Um, and sometimes, even when they're boring <clears throat> or just like it's very standard, standing around type of stuff. Um, later on and sometimes it'll be i'll remember a dream that's very like um very uh, no big deal and then like two years later it'll happen in front of me so it'll be like i'm at the grocery store and this guy keeps saying this one word and holds up a bag and they'll be like it's sticking in my head i'm like that's weird whatever and then i'll watch it and people are always like that's deja vu and it's like it's not deja vu if it's a memory like it's not Ooh. it's not that feeling of like, ooh, this is creepy. It's like I fucking dreamed this stupid thing that's happening now in front of me. Because you definitely oh. like remember having the dream. And yes. then whereas deja vu is like you tricking yourself into being like this exact this thing happened, happened before. That's, happened the, that's the weirdest feeling to me is is deja vu whenever that happens. Yes. Because you have to tell yourself, this never happened before. But for whatever reason, like something fired in your in your brain differently to trick you. And it's I don't like it. I don't like my brain tricks me. I'm not a fan yeah. of it. 
person. Brain yeah. shit is fucked up. It really is. <laughs> this is so. Do you guys ever think about that sometimes? Like brain shit is just like, fucked, like how fucked, man. Up brain shit is. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, I yeah. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm glad I don't remember my dreams. I think because I think they're mostly stupid, and I do a lot of my like people from my childhood show up in my dreams a lot, even though I don't, I haven't lived even where I grew up for like 25 years. And it is a weird thing to think about. Like one thing I will say though, Karen, one time, and, and I know, you know, you're a comedian as well, or, or you were, um, did, do you ever dream a joke? Like I actually like one of the jokes that's in my act and it's like a four minute bit. I dreamed oh. it. And I literally oh. dreamed myself being on stage telling it, <laughs> and then I woke up and I like and wrote, wrote it down, down and Jesus. it's, it's, and it's like a joke that works. It's crazy. That's awesome. That's like, uh, that's you being in control of your brain, in my opinion, in a really good way. I, when I was a teenager, cause I wanted to be a comic from when I was pretty young cause it got really popular, you know, in the eighties, mm-hmm. they're, they're starting to get be like eating at the improv type stuff. So I would see it a lot and I'd be like, I can do that. I can do that. And then like, when I was probably in seventh grade, I had this dream that I was at Mervyn's, which was the department store in my hometown. And uh, I stood up on like a, you know, like a display case and started doing a routine about penguins um, to the store and just fucking destroying. Like people were coming up and like screaming, laughing and being like, it was almost like a rock show. And when I woke up, I was just like, this is going to be my first comedy bit. And it made no sense. It was just like, it started with penguins, but it went into this whole other thing. Um, But yeah, anytime that's ever been any, it's ever been anything like that. The thing I'm actually saying when I wake just up, gibberish. I try to repeat it to myself and yeah. it's nonsensical. Oh, bullshit. yeah. That's too bad. I guess I just have a better brain than you. Or I Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> if this is a brain war, you've just won. And so, <laughs> I hey, absolutely sweep, sweep. have. No- <laughs> I mean, sweeps month. Sweeps, <laughs> sweeps month. month. Yeah, we go the whole, we're, we're going all the you way. No, all I'm joking. I, I think it's, I mean, that was like seven years ago. So I think whatever it was, my brain is now fully broken. But I do like the <laughs> idea of doing a joke in a dream and people are acting like this was just the joke they were waiting. It's like, finally, someone yeah. is joking about <laughs> penguins. God. We've been waiting for the years. Pe- the penguin observation <laughs> that we've and, all been waiting for. And we know that one thing people love about stand-up is they love when they get surprised by it as well. That's like their favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's just a, we're just doing stand-up in the grocery store or the department <laughs> store. Yes. yes. I've been, yes. I was hoping this would happen someday. Maybe One that's what the Bondi Goldrave yeah. thing is. The Bondi Goldrave thing is is maybe the the you know this a seed for a very good <gasps> bit. You know, mm, you go on stage. Be. Hey, uh, has anyone ever been named Bondi Goldrave? And everyone just goes fucking nuts. <laughs> They're like, what? what? That name is insane for a girl. How'd you even think of it? That's like nuts. <laughs> Goldrave. Uh, Oh, gold drave. Speaking of gold draves, let's move on to our social <laughs> media updates. What a good segue. Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are gonna bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied tapes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social, social, social media. 
Karen, we always like to thank you. Thank you. Listen, you know, as I'm really just proving every week that anything can be a segue as long as you say it in a certain way. Uh, (laughs) Karen, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media? You know, it's funny. I um, I don't know if this is because we have now crested the Trump administration and that whole vibe that was on Twitter. That's I'm only on Twitter. And so um, if for a long time, uh, it, it felt like I was trying to do a thing where I was trying not to be negative on Twitter because everything else felt so awful and crazy. That I was like, oh, just come in and say some stupid shit and get out and try to actually be funny. Um, now that that's over, I'm in this, I feel more like I don't know what to do. Every time I go to tweet, it feels like I've already done it already. Like, I think it makes me feel like I've been on Twitter for too long. Like everything is like, oh, this is the thing you always say. And who gives a shit about this dumb thing or whatever. And I also feel like we're in this new era where like, uh, like that Chrissy Teigen thing that happened like a week or two ago where she's said a thing that was very not pretty not sensitive to like how people are just starving in their homes yeah because of quarantine and the pandemic but then was that the fifteen thousand dollar bottle or thirty six thousand yeah. dollar bottle of wine or i think 13, it was thirteen thousand thirteen thousand yeah. 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 yeah yeah and but then oh, it's she... not that expensive then yeah <laughs> stefan yeah. get it right not yeah. thirty six thousand. Yeah. why are you acting and, like it's such a big deal thirteen thousand yeah. dollars Karen but, actually got a box of six, so it's not a big deal just, at all. I just need to be ready. I just need yeah. to be ready. Um, but I, watching that kind of, I, I wasn't there for it real time, which I hate. Like, I hate missing when there's those moments and then you get back on Twitter and everyone's making references references you don't understand. There's the worst. And it's like faster than ever now, too, right? Like before oh, yes. it used to be that would have lasted like a week and now it lasts yes. like half a day. Tops, well, look at maybe. the weekend meme, right? Like that to me, that ended <laughs> in like 10 minutes. It yes. was like you. It was so fast. It was like yeah. the next day I saw someone do it, like the next morning someone did one. And I was like, yeah, are you, are you yeah, kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Because the life of those memes and the life of those kind of areas, it's like it used to be people it to me it felt like people kind of enjoyed the moment a little more or like pulled it out a little more and were a little more forgiving about that but now there's a whole bunch of people who can't make the joke about the first thing so what they do is come in and start yelling at people about having made the joke and yes. that that air that phase of uh social media moments has moved up really fast because it's like the the roving bands of like offense takers and you're wrong you were wrong to say this. There was something that happened the other day and I was about to go, I was about to tweet something about, oh, it was um, something about, I was just going to tweet about how I miss David Letterman saying, folks, are you like me? Which is how he used to start like the fourth joke in his monologue every night. Yeah. And that was like three hours before that clip went out of him interviewing Lindsay Lohan and just like being horribly misogynist to her yeah where i was like whoo i missed that but like i could have gotten reamed like it feels like that vibe where the carefulness is ruining the fun so much and i don't mean to be when i'm not being a cancel culture person but there is that kind of like hand slapping over jokes 
that I'm seeing so much more that's just ruining my good time. I would well, explain yeah. it that way. What'll happen too is is you'll then you, you'll get people who get mad about stuff, and then you'll get people screen ga- grabbing the people who got mad about it, and then people get mad about that, and it's it's this whole like economy basically that just keeps going. I just post pictures of my cat. That's that's literally all <laughs> yeah. I do on Twitter now, and it's been great because no one ever gets gets mad or no, they it's, love that. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, I, the only thing I, I get w- worried about is. I'll post pictures of like I've got like the feather toy that the, the cats love so much, right? And I'll be playing with it, and I'm like slightly too close to like the table, and I'm I'm worried that someone's going to be like she's going to jump into the table and hurt herself, you know? Because <laughs> I have that in the back of my head, right? Right. And like I yes. posted a video a couple weeks back of uh, Kiki like jumping in the air trying to get the feather, and then she slams into the couch and like flips and hits the ground and like gets back up and is totally fine. But in the back of my mind, I was like, is someone going to get mad at me for this? Because, like, you see that a lot, too, where it's, like, someone posts a picture of, like, a horse playing with a balloon. And then uh, <laughs> someone, will be, someone will be in the replies being, like, uh, horses only do this when they're very distressed. They only play with yes. when they're yes. very upset. The experts, the experts always come in. That happened once with, remember that account 41 Strange? And they would just post these really cool pictures or mm-hmm. weird pictures. And it was just kind of, like, look at this odd bird with the weird, you know, crest or whatever. Um, and I used to love to retweet that and then just do a, like a one line joke about the picture that was insane and just kind of like, and then you, then you're just out in the safest territory where you're just making a joke about some other like picture account essentially. Yeah. And it's always kind of fine. There was one that was about otters and there was this fucking wave of like otter truthers who came and were like, you do know that they're rapists, right? And I was just like, what the fuck? What in the fuck are you talking about? And then there was this thing of like how aggressively sexual otters are. And the same thing will happen if you talk about or post about dolphins and porpoises. Yeah. It, where it's just like, right, they're animals. Like, it's, yeah, compared to yeah. aggressive compared to what? Like. They're animals. It's it's the weirdest thing. Where and it's like yes, but I'm just posting this as an a little joke about an otter. Like we yeah. don't all have to now take a side about I, otters. I feel yeah. like like Twitter is basically two things now, and it's it's someone posting the the fact about how otters will hold hands when they're sleeping so they don't drift apart, and then people yell at them about otters in the replies, and then it's people posting. Uh, you know what? We should bring back those 1970s conversation pits. And then people getting mad at them for being like, I just saw someone post this last week. Like, this is this is like a weekly thing now, you know? That That is all my Twitter feed is, basically. And so I'm trying to break it up with with cat pictures. And cat I, I, I recommend any pet owners out there, just post pictures of your pets. Like, it's it's just the easiest. It's such easy content. It's, yeah. it's so good. And she doesn't know. She doesn't know that she's, like, popular online, you know? <laughs> But you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it from like being around her. She's very. It hasn't gone cocky. to her head. Or she's anything. down to earth. No, it's gone to her head. It has gone oh. to her head. But, oh, really? Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. She's got an ego now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's I feel like with a name right like Kiki, she was destined to be, uh, you know, a destined diva. to have a bit of a big head yeah. on her. She's yeah. a diva. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stefan, what's going on on your social media? Uh, well, it's it is Valentine's Day, uh, and on you know holidays and 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 days like Valentine's Day, a lot of times brands will try to get in uh, on 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 the big day. Of course. And what happened today is well, this started two days ago when the official CIA account <laughs> t- tweeted, "Can you decipher this code? hashtag Trivia hashtag Game." Uh, and then it's like it it's this 
you know, weird kind of uh, cryptograph or whatever. Bondi um, with, gold drave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sort Here it of. Is. Yeah. Here it is. But it's uh, it's like four lines, and they they gave some hints at the bottom to help you sort of solve um, what the what the, the code could be. And then today they posted the answer to the code, and it says, uh, "Roses are red, violets are blue. Happy Valentine's Day from CIA to you." Oh, thank you. This <laughs> is the favorite, verified <laughs> my favorite U.S. <laughs> branch of like the uh, military. Is the I, CIA I, connected I just, to the I, military? No, I really, I really think like it's one thing when it's like the verified like Mr. Peanut account being like, "Hey, Happy Valentine's Day from Mr. Peanut." And by the way, I'm an adult again now, not a kid anymore, like I was last year. Yeah, uh, that's you know, I mean, it sucks, but whatever. It's like a cartoon character doing it. So that's fine. But when it's like. <laughs> The fucking CIA trying to be like cool and relatable, and it's just like so transparent, like what yeah. they're what they're trying to do. Like, and what's oh. the what is the benefit for the Central Intelligence Agency getting people to like them on social media? Is it so that we let our guard down and they can spy more, or like what is to me that kind of a popularity or online clout? It doesn't make sense at all. So it's like, yeah, I get it with Stakem. Stakem was going around like anything you said, Stakem would show up and be like, yeah, lady. And I, I remember one time Stakem <laughs> tweeting at me and I was just like, unless you pay me, stop talking to me. Because it was just like, <laughs> I'm not getting into some cute joke thing with Stakem so you can promote. Although I really do think Stakem is a good product. But um, but I, you know, that's kind of that bullshit thing. But like, but the government, like what's it's the so benefit? I think I think it is to get your guard down. I, I will say also for Stakem that uh, last year I posted like a fake uh, screen grab from a because I think the Washington Post did like a profile of the, the guy who runs the account. <laughs> right. And I like uh, it's the son like of the a, CEO, right? Or whatever. Yeah, it's it? the it's the it's the well, no, it's the son of like this social media. Co- anyway, it's but so I posted gotcha, okay. that he was the son of uh, David Koresh. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. And like a lot of people believed it. And like there was a quote in there that was like, uh, uh, yeah, you know, like my dad, David Koresh said, like when, when you become like a social media marketer, like and people like saw the quote and still thought it was real. And then he had to he posted like a huge like Twitter thread about like how uh, like, you know, you, you shouldn't believe everything you see online. And it's like it's like pretty obviously a joke. Um, yeah. But anyway, the the CIA stuff. I think it is honestly to get people thinking of the CIA as like this benevolent, like, oh, it's like a fun brand online. It's it's cool, you know? It's the same thing with like um the that show on like Amazon, the Jack Ryan show, where it's like the CIA like and any any movie or show where like the CIA is, is involved, like they're okaying all that stuff so that they look cool, you know? Yeah. And this one is is just really like ham fisted and like heavy handed and, and all I that. have to tell you that when I saw that David Koresh thing, first of all, my heart leapt because I was like, if this is real, it's going to be my favorite thing that's ever happened in the world. <laughs> but then there was one quote and then I went, oh no, this is a joke and it's the fucking funniest thing I've ever read because you, it's almost like you waited for three quarters of the way through the thing and then you just put in a thing that was so like, however you said it, it was basically like, I'm letting you off the hook here if you're actually paying attention is what it felt like to me. Yes. And then I felt like the smartest person in the world. Normally I would fall for that and just be like, did you fucking say this? And like immediately retweet it. And instead I took my time and then I was like, yes, I didn't fall for it. It was so fucking funny. It made me really happy because Thank those you. things yeah. are, it's so obnoxious. It's, it, 
I get it. I get that that's kind of what everyone's doing and what people are being paid to do. And I get that, like, that's a cool gig or whatever. But, like, not when they, like, follow you around or are there the second you say something about, like, steak in general. And then here comes this fucking account where it's just like, yeah, what's up? And they're not doing it to everybody. It's like, yeah, yeah. They're and, trying and to like- engage. Back in like 2013, 2014, Twitter, like I missed this where where brands online were not, they didn't have like personalities. It would just be right. like, oh, how can we help you? Oh, I'm sorry. Please DM us and, and we'll, we'll help you out. Like, can we go back to that, please? Instead of right. yeah. what's happening now? Like, I think oh, too, part it's... of it is just like people are really stupid. So it's like there's so many like <laughs> dumb people online who are like, oh, oh, that's so funny. The CIA is wishing me a happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, my steakums. That guy watched the Super Bowl, too. Oh, man, that's cool as hell. And so it's just like it's such a it's not only that it's like insidious on on behalf of the brands and particularly something like the CIA, but I think it's also that it's just such an easy way of like getting some kind of clout because there are still so many people who are who just are like wowed by a brand seeming like a person or ha- or you know like these anthrop- anthropomorphizing these brands and people are like whoa oh man you know <laughs> so like until like- that stops they're going to just yeah. keep doing it because it's so easy but I part my theory and I could absolutely be wrong, but I think a bunch of people are leaving Facebook who are on the younger side where they're like, oh, yeah, this oh, is yeah. insanity. And so they're new to Twitter, or at least this is an experience I've been having where people all post something that is so overtly a joke where it's like it's something. And this also might be about having a, a podcast where people think they know you. And so they want to kind of like chit chat where I always I never do it. But I always want to write like this is a Facebook. I'm not your cousin. I don't want to talk. These are jokes. I'm trying to fucking write some jokes and get this is for me and my ego. It's not I'm not this is not an icebreaker <laughs> to see what also what happened to you with the same topic or whatever. But I can't say that because it's too mean. But it's that it's that feel where like all something will be overtly a joke and then someone will come and come in and give it like advice about it where it'll be right. like, I can't get off the couch and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then it'll be like, what you should try to do is take seven deep breaths where it's like, fuck all. I'm not asking you for help. Yeah. This is this is called comedy. This is not Facebook, but. That's it's that kind of kindergarten mentality of like you you tell something and then they take like one piece of your like vague story and then they're like <laughs> oh but one time you know like you you <laughs> say oh I had a dream that Madonna wanted to go to the mall with me and then someone's like oh you know I grew up in a ta- I grew up near the Mall of America and I used to go there all the time and it's like <laughs> well that's not you know we're not yeah it's a very yeah, it's yeah. you know I, think, I mean I think what's, no one what's interacts most... with me, so it doesn't matter. But you know, I, feel, I imagine for you two who have followers on Twitter, it must be very exhausting. It's just that old Twitter was so much meaner, and I it made me feel better. I liked it better, yeah. and like I didn't expect exactly. You didn't. I didn't expect people to talk to me. I didn't try to talk to people. It was just like post jokes and see if you can get people to like you because you post yeah, certain kinds totally. of jokes. That's yeah. all. Yeah, and I yeah, think like, I'm a. Sorry, go ahead, Stefan. Well, I was going to say, I think one last thing about the the brands posting like people is the most insidious thing is when they post like the the mental health stuff. And right. so it's like the, 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 I have one in front of me here, which is Walmart, the, the verified Walmart account. This is your friendly reminder to stop and relax. And this is the the company that just like treats their employees like just like cattle. Yeah, and will just not treats pay them horribly. Them. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just just so... take a minute to stop and relax unless you're working at a Walmart, in which yeah. case get back we behind your you till you. and yeah. uh, do your fucking job. Stop yeah. and relax between jobs because you have to have three because we won't pay you anymore. The minimum. <laughs> yeah. Wage. yeah, that is so it's uh, rough. It's just it's, it's rough. just yeah, it's upsetting. But yeah, what can you do? I mean, the CIA stuff is <laughs> it's just unbelievable Beyond. i can't get over it yeah, yeah. it's great uh, john your social media well update? you know i did say that i don't get interacted with on twitter a lot but i <laughs> i had a very weird interaction on friday okay. <laughs> um so uh this uh as you know i've talked about this on the show before i'm a big fan of jeopardy i'm a big yes. jeopardy guy watch it every night um and one of the things about jeopardy is that um you know, I like to, I will shit post about Jeopardy on Twitter sometimes as well, because, you know, usually the people on Jeopardy are like older. If they have social media, they don't check it. Like, you know, it's a very easy to shit post about Jeopardy and never catch anything for it. It doesn't matter. It does, you know. So a couple of weeks ago, there was like a seven day champion on the show named Brian. I did not care for Brian at all. I had this long Twitter thread that I kept updating as he kept winning, being <laughs> how, like talking about how much I hated him. And as usual, got no interactions whatsoever from him or from anyone. You know, people liked it because they're like, yeah, this Brian guy sucks, whatever. So then this Friday, there was a guy on Jeopardy who won named Lance. And I tweeted out, I thought I could not hate a Jeopardy champion more than Brian this season. And then I met Lance. And then two minutes later, Lance responded to me. Does this mean I'm not welcome on your podcast? And He's a fan? Uh, He's a block party fan? He is. Yeah. So he, he is. literally... So he was like, uh, yeah, he, he's apparently like a big time, like shit posting leftist on Twitter. Um, I have another podcast about new metal called the POD cast with my friend oh. Brian Quinby, uh, who hosts Street Fight Radio, which is a very popular leftist podcast. And he said he's like a huge fan of Brian's. He likes Blocked Party. He likes the POD cast. Uh, so, yeah. So then we had this like long interaction on Twitter. Where he says, yeah, he says, does this mean I'm not welcome on the pod? And then I said, okay, okay, we're turning this ship around. Uh, and then he said, uh, uh, then he said, I may be a dork in a sweater vest, but I'm actually a leftist shit poster with an irony poisoned brain. I'm just extremely excitable. And then I said, I should have known when you ran the table on the music category, you'd be a POD cast fan. Who are your guys? And then he said, I listened to I listened to the hell out of P.O.D. when I was I was the youth of the nation. Good joke, because <laughs> uh, the song goes, we are, we are the youth of the nation. And then I said, we are all the youth of the youth of the nation. I said, this is genuinely very funny to me. First time in a decade I've ever been called out on a Jeopardy shit post. Salute to you, <laughs> sir. I now look forward to Monday. And then he said, it's funny to me, too. I'm name searching a bit. This is all new to me. But I just want you to know I wasn't offended. I'm a dork and a spaz and I wouldn't go on tv if i wasn't prepared for some ribbing it's all good fun and Aww. then my fiance becca wrote i just want to say that not all members of the cullen household were haters lance 
Uh, that's, so, so, that's such a pleasant uh, experience. That's so nice. That's such a rare I, experience on Twitter. Yeah, totally. Like I do rare. have to say, I give it up to Lance for like being super chill about it. Like he could have just been a dick because I was a dick to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, he was just really nice about it. He was a very good player on the show. I did find him extremely annoying. I assume he's going to listen to this episode and he'll hear me say that, and that's okay. <laughs> Uh, but we'll see what happens on monday we'll see what happens i think i think uh, my prediction is he'll settle down a little bit on monday that's my (laughs) tomorrow looking forward to the episode i will update everybody next week but yeah lance saint laurent shout out to you first of all it's a fake name secondly (laughs) lance handle your shit on jeopardy i think you know made me laugh so hard john is the first time I started following you is when you retweeted the Miley Cyrus cover of zombie, which meant the world to me. And it really was the fucking coolest cover. She did it so well. And you were just like this fucking rules or however you said it. And then, (laughs) so I retweeted it too. Then a little bit further down in the thread, you just wrote, I do not want to discuss the cranberries (laughs) or Miley Cyrus. I just like this. Like you had to basically post because so many people were just like, the cranberries or whatever, kind of like trying to nerd out on either Hannah Montana or the cranberries with you. And you were just like, no, I'm not here for this discussion. And it made me laugh so hard. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. It's like, it's a weird thing where for something like that, especially like, I don't exactly like you said, like, I love the cranberries. I like Miley. I don't really have an opinion either way. I just thought it was a good cover. And it is, it's kind of goes back to what you were saying before about people wanting to, they think everything is a discussion. It's like, I don't, I didn't post this because I wanted to hear that you love the cranberries or you hate them or you hate Miley or whatever. And then, yeah, it it just I and the other thing that got me was I posted it on a Sunday afternoon. Like that's supposed to be Twitter downtime. OK, like I wasn't, <laughs> you know, it's like I logged on on Sunday night and it already had like 200 re- retweets and some big accounts and retweeted it like you and some others. And so then it was just like, yeah, my mention, you know, and it was so much of just like. <laughs> Oh yeah, this song was good when the cranberries made it. It's like <laughs> shut up, you know, like fuck yes. off. Like I don't care. I, and I just it, and that happens all the time. It's like not every. And I agree totally. Like it just used to be you throw your joke out and it, it's not it's not an echo chamber. But now it's like you can't. It's like I couldn't post that video and just I I now I. The problem is, is it puts you on the back foot of like, now I feel like I'm Miley Cyrus's like biggest defender or something like for no reason. Like I don't, I like her, but I don't, it's not like I love her or I care that much about what happens to her, like whatever. But then it's like, yeah, people come in like Miley can't sing. This is a fucking embarrassment. Dolores O'Riordan's rolling over in her grave. And it's like, I don't. Incorrect. Yeah, incorrect. incorrect. It was a great cover. Yeah, I. it was just, yeah. It was so I funny have... to me. So thank you for noticing because I yes. did, yeah, I, I hate, and I'll, I'll do that now sometimes if I have a tweet. So we joke on this podcast, most of the times that I've gone viral, it's just because I screen record something and I'm like, this is cool. And so then that's even worse because it's like, yeah, you now become a part of this discourse that you don't want to be in. The same thing happened with, um, I, I have a Peloton and I did, there was an insane Peloton moment where one of the instructors talked about how it was a, a Christmas ride. So she was like playing Christmas carols 
as part of the ride and then in the middle of the ride played a cover of hallelujah by Pentatonix, and then talked about how people have died this year and christmas is going to be really hard and we should all like take a moment and i just i posted it because it's like insane but it's also just objectively funny like it, it's like a sketch that you would write on a on a sketch show like it's that type of thing of like blowing up this fitness culture like it it's it's so it's like a parody of itself. That's the only reason I posted it. I wasn't trying to make anyone feel bad. I wasn't, you know. And so, yeah, I literally had to just be like, I did not post this for discourse. Like, stop talking to me about this <laughs> thing. And and I, I've had to do that like five times where you're just like, shut it down. This isn't it's just funny. Just watch it and laugh. If you hate it, that's fine, too. See you later. Yes. The idea that you would be on Twitter for discourse is ludicrous. But I think it is that. It's the overlap of political Twitter where you're there. There are people there that are literally feel like they're fighting for their side or their thing. They think that matters or makes a difference, which I doubt it ever does. But yeah, then it's overlapped into just like I, I remember one time posting a thing that I bet was some it was somewhere near a pun. And as I was posting and I was like, that's really stupid. Don't post it. And I was like, who gives a shit? Just post it. One of the first responses was some girl somewhere who said, not your best work. And I immediately wrote back, how would you know? <laughs> and then it was like me and some girl who I'm sure likes my podcast. And that's she's just trying to be cute and try to seem cool, whatever. I, I literally was just like, you are not qualified to be talking to me. This way. And then I, I literally had to call my friend and go, I think I have to get off Twitter. Like I've lost my mind where I'm trying, like I I'm telling people they can't criticize my shitty fucking joke. My it's Twitter. It's the worst comedy I can come up with on the couch. And I'm getting like defensive about it. It's like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's insanity. Well, speaking of being defensive, let's move mm. on to our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo. No longer can see that post. It's a block tale. Woo. You probably deserved it. It's a block tale. And see, that was a good segue. That, that was, was actually just, a good just, that was very good. That was beautiful. No Thank you. <laughs> uh, Karen, uh, what, uh, what do you have for us? The floor is yours. You know, what's funny is I thought I wasn't a big blocker. And then I went and looked in because, you know, you can see on your settings how many people you've blocked. And I've blocked 3,965 <laughs> people. <Holy> shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I think, Hell yeah. I think the majority of them, and I would say like 3,500 of them came before the mute button, uh, before right. I, e either I knew it existed or before I, is it recent? Relatively it's recent? fairly recent, button? I think. Yeah, it's like last three like years year or ago, two, maybe. probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so in the beginning, I would mute anything I just didn't feel like ever seeing again. So it wasn't necessarily I'm upset or something is offensive in any way. It was like, I looked through the list and it was like, Visine. There are like different companies that I just was like, God damn it, I don't want to look at this shit. And and maybe it was that kind of stuff where they were trying to be cute and interactive or whatever. Tampax was one of them. I was laughing my ass off. This list was hilarious. But then there was also a time where, and I don't know if I don't think it was blocking, but there was definitely a time where I was unfollowing people without doing it myself. Like I, I would 
I realized that like friends of mine and stuff, I didn't follow them anymore. I don't know if anyone experienced that. So I think it was like either I was doing stuff wrong in the early days and just kind of not paying attention or whatever. So I, I, I will say this and I want to, I would like it if we could somehow Bondi Goldrave this so that I don't get fucking attacked by insane right wing people. Yep. But the one block I did, because I almost never anymore block anybody. I just mute them. If somebody's coming at me like you're fucking stupid or ugly or whatever, I just mute them. And then yep. they don't know anything that's going on. They think that they're affecting my life and they're not. And it's all good. And it's not like a fight because who gives a shit? Um, it's Twitter. But one day I logged on and this was um, this. I would say this was probably four years ago. And it was right after uh, the women's march and all that kind of stuff. It was like mid or, you know, it was after. I don't know if it was right after. Um, but Ann Coulter started following me. Oh, my God. And it was Whoa. like it was like seeing a fucking poltergeist in my house it's like my blood ran cold and i didn't know and she had just made that statement about yeah thanks for fat ugly girls because they're the reason like protests happen or whatever i don't remember uh i don't know when that she made that statement but it was soon after so i was like oh she's coming after me directly like it was the weirdest creepiest fucking thing and i immediately blocked her like it was i don't think i never posted anything and i don't know why she would have because i'm never political anywhere that i do anything i don't really feel like i know enough to be political except for to say hey that trump administration really fucking sucks shit and you know like i know the basics of being a good human being and not being a racist piece of shit um, so I don't understand it. But then I was talking to my friend who worked on one of the um, one of the roasts on Comedy Central that she was on. And someone told me that she was super surprised when she showed up on that roast that people were like booing her and didn't want to talk to her and didn't like her because mm-hmm. she sees it all. Apparently what they said is like it's like she sees it all is like performative and kind of like. But like, but she still wants to like be cool and hang out and like, like no comics and stuff, which I was like, wait, what? Like she says like the most hateful things all the time about every group on the fucking planet. That's not like emaciated white women with horrible hair. So (laughs) that, but even saying that I'm, I'm scared to death because those fucking like when those right wing people, we, if you accidentally get into a little they're truly psycho and it's happened in the beginning of our podcast we got popular a little bit and i don't know what we said i'm sure it was just something kind of mildly anti-trump of like this really sucks or children are in cages or he's insanely racist or whatever and all of a sudden my twitter was filled with a bunch of white guys with the fucking wraparound blades going you're ugly where I was just like, <laughs> and what are we talking about? Like, what is this thing? Um, so it's a very strange, like, it, it's just that thing where it's like, I have no interest in talking to, n- not even not arguing with those people. I don't, I just don't want to even be anywhere near those people. I think it's, they're frightening. And like, and a lot of them are those weird bots that yeah. like, 
you know what I mean? That kind of stir up and make it look like there's a group of people. And so then it draws in other, like we're saying, kind of dumb people are like, yeah, I agree or whatever. I don't know. It's just like such a weird, dangerous thing. But that was the one that really stood out where I, I was like, fucking block i almost i was like should i report this and it's like no they, <laughs> people can follow you if they want to it was just uh, twitter odd. she followed me and i don't care <laughs> for that can you me. kick her off of twitter for this <laughs> get her away from me <laughs> doesn't she I know like, i hate her i got fascinated of like what if she what if she likes true crime <laughs> like i've never thought and maybe yeah. this is part of the problem is like I've never thought until my friend told me that story of like, never thought of Ann Coulter as a person that like walks around, you know, eating lunch at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because the shit that comes out of her mouth is just only hate ever. Yeah. Like it's so evil. I, I, so sometimes what'll happen is like, if you have like a viral post, that's like, you know, like inoffensive and just, just like funny and isn't like taking sides or whatever, you'll occasionally get retweeted by like a big, like I've been retweeted by, I think Ben Shapiro. And well, so so what you do is 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 the classic thing to do is to change your display name to like a very personal insult about the person retweeting you. So then it shows up <laughs> as them retweeting it. So you change it to Ben Shapiro's four feet tall or Ann Coulter <laughs> will die alone or whatever it is. And then it looks like they retweeted that name. And so you get some degree of, of control over them retweeting you and and uh because what'll happen as well is you'll get all the replies i mean if 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 we're talking about people who don't get jokes if you get retweeted by like uh like a conservative writer or something it's just it's just game over at that point for your mentions yeah yes it's it's unreal yeah it's and it's odd too because it's the thing like there was one where the the one whatever happened and i think it was there was like a radio show that said like go teach these girls a lesson type of thing. So it was just like all of a sudden it's seemingly out of nowhere. And one person kept saying like something about the, the picture, my avatar at the time. And they were just like, yeah, and her picture doesn't do her any favors. And I was like, that's literally the best picture of me that I can find. I'm not sure <laughs> what more you fucking people want from me, but that's as good as it gets. It was like, it's like that kind of thing where you're then drawn into this attack culture that kind of like doesn't it's like it doesn't apply to me so it's just kind of like what what are you doing i don't get any of it so so anyway it feels like if you put karen kilgara versus ann coulter it would like create a problem yeah we won't do that we'll we'll put versus (laughs) a a right-wing pundit or something yeah exactly yeah well that mm. that'll (laughs) be fine how about how about a race a wraith. a wraith. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, that's really good. Yeah. That's way better than conservative that, pundit. That might help. Uh, that might help yeah. it a little bit. I do but think it- there there are definitely like because we you know we obviously given the nature of our show we you know these types of people come up on our show quite a bit and there's definitely like uh, there's definitely a a type of person that a type of where they're like they're truly just a grifter. Like they just, they're just like, this is how I can make my money. And they don't understand that people will be judging them. Like they do genuinely think like, oh yeah, like I don't really believe all that stuff, but like, you know, I'm on TV. So like whatever, you know, like they genuinely think like, well, you know, you don't think that, uh, 
you know, Daniel Day Lewis is an oil baron. Like you don't if you met him, you wouldn't be like, hey, how's the oil business coming? You know, like, so why do you assume that like I'm just like a heinous ghoul? It's like, well, you know, that's kind of a false equivalency. But like, obviously, there are some right wing people that fully believe everything they're saying and whatever. But I think for a lot of them, it's just like, yeah, they they are genuinely like I wouldn't say nice people, but they don't understand that like yeah they do just want to be they think of themselves as like yeah i'm just like humble and i'm just chill and like yeah i can hang out with anybody like it's not a big deal and they don't get it it is really weird and that also that grifting part of which is a thing i didn't really understand before on both sides uh of people that are just coming in and going like how can i manipulate people and then sell some weird teddy bears or whatever is yeah. a fascinating thing that's come out of politics lately that I think was never overt before. All of yeah. that kind of like, it's just a show. It's just yeah. show. It's because there's so many avenues for it, right? Like back in the day, you there was only so many TV channels. And if you weren't on TV, then that's it. Whereas now yeah. you can just create a YouTube channel, get big, and you're just stuck doing this thing for however long and the, and the way you get big is like how insanely offensive you can be or how insanely like beloved or whatever but offense yeah. is way fucking easier way easier yeah. yeah exactly we took the beloved road and so far it's going <laughs> average uh <laughs> We have a great uh, listener block this week. This one is just kind of a funny uh, one, but does kind of tie into what we were talking about. Uh, this one comes in from Rob, uh, and they uh, say that uh, their their subject line is just, I blocked LinkedIn. Um, so they say, uh, hello, youths. I am a cynical Gen Xer. I have no frame of reference for your tales of online immiseration. Good word. Uh, I was actually on MySpace when I was in grad school and was therefore too old to develop the online competence Competency dependency that you describe so well. To be clear, I love your pod, even from just an anthropological perspective. Okay, <laughs> Rob is really giving us a lot of credit here. I kind of skipped over this intro to see what the block was about, uh, but thank you for it. Sometimes people do say that about us, Stefan, that they're kind of like, yeah, I mean, your, your show is so fascinating. I'm like, is it? Um, but <laughs> okay, uh, anyway, sure. yeah. uh, because I am old, my online saga involves LinkedIn. I was encouraged seven or eight years ago by an employer to find some innovative ways to network. This was tough for me. I didn't go to the best college or grad school. I don't come from the country club set and I had and have no actual accomplishments or community involvement to draw upon. (laughs) I eventually realized that I have a very common first name and last name, though. So I set about trying to create an organization of people with the same name as me. I pictured SantaCon-esque conventions, maybe a newsletter, all orchestrated by me, with hopefully some news of the world, news of the weird type coverage, resulting in someone handing me a career. So I began this process by going on LinkedIn and adding hundreds of people with the same name as me. I learned quickly <laughs> that A, those of us who bear this name are very active on LinkedIn, as dozens accepted my invitation to connect instantly, and B, those of us who bear this name are bananas my linkedin feed was immediately full of the conspiracy theories of the day chemtrails birtherism and 9-11 truthery there was so much activity that my actual connections started to get suggestions that they like alex jones and so on because they were connected to me so i had to nuke that linkedin account and start over don't trust anyone with my name thanks rob so I don't know what Rob's last name is, but if you're Rob, whatever, 
It's I guess you're an asshole. Goldrave. So. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, Rob Goldrave, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you want to send in a listener block, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com or you can fill out the form on our website and it might just get read on the show. Uh, as we've said, it is sweeps month right now. That's all happening, obviously, on our main episodes, but also on our Patreon. You can head on over to patreon.com slash blockedparty where $5 a month gets you access to four bonus episodes every month. We just recorded a great episode last week with uh, Raquel Belmonte and Carla Ma, uh, where I talked about getting blocked by a Canadian COVID hoax Twitter account. It's a blast. That's up there right now. And uh, we have a great episode coming out this week. Sweeps Month inadvertently has a kind of duo theme this month, Stefan. Uh, we yeah. just recorded an episode with two of our favorites, Dave and Graham from Stop Podcasting Yourself. Uh, so that episode is coming out this week. Uh, that'll be great. So that's all over at patreon.com slash blocked party. We've got a, a trivia episode with the Doughboys coming up next week, too. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram at blocked party pod you can rate review subscribe on itunes that's all good uh karen we always like to finish the show with a top three and you told us before uh the show started you were a little bit uh this is something you've been pondering for the last since we asked you to be on the show <laughs> yeah i told you guys that it was it felt to me like submitting uh like submitting a packet where i was just <laughs> like well I, it has to be good but i can't seem like i'm trying um because i find uh having two podcasts myself that the that a thing that everyone can talk about and that goes quickly and easily is talking about food because everybody yeah. has big opinions yeah. or whatever um very true yeah we so have a lot I, of food the, top threes for sure right i mean that's like so i was thinking just top three appetizers because then you could really kind of dig in but you, there's a chance you'd already had that one. i have I we don't done think we, appetizers? We've uh, done bar food, but I don't think yeah, we've, we've done, done appetizers. bar food, which kind of is like appetizers, but we Similar. can do. Do you want to hear yeah. the other ones? Let's see. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah. let's Here's my top three. My top three. Top three. Okay. okay. Top three songs you hate the most. Oh, Ooh, that that's good. good. Are yeah. we there? Or top three uh, favorite times you your credit card got declined? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Stefan, what do you think? Ooh. I, I, I mean, like... my credit card never gets declined because I'm fucking <laughs> balling, baby. <Shit. laughs> no. I like the I like the song one. I, yeah. I like the I'm I do like the appetizer one too. I feel like <laughs> the food ones the food ones always get the most discussion going with with us and with our listeners as well. Yeah. So I'm sort of leaning towards appetizers. But John, what do you think? Sure. Yeah. Sounds right. good to me. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So okay, Karen, start with Karen, your number what's three. Your, what's your number three, Karen? My number three appetizer would be um, uh, baked potato jackets. What? Are, sorry. Um, potato, like potato skins. Potato skins. Baked <laughs> potato jackets. I, I wish they I called them that. <laughs> That's like what a kid would say when they don't want to eat the skin. Mom, can you take the jacket it's, off my potato? It's like a jacket. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know why I panicked. Um, I find them. Uh, I have a lot of memories of in college. We would go to like a TGI Fridays type of place on the like on Friday, obviously sometimes Thursday, but on the weekends, you know, to drink and then and share appetizers. And yeah. this one was one that I always wanted or thought I wanted. They can go wrong really easily. It feels like. Um, there's a lot of potential to, to have them be gross, like very greasy or, um, weirdly cooked, but when they're good, they're amazing. So my number three is, uh, mm -hmm. potato jackets. Great. <laughs> That's a good choice. Great call. Love that. 
Um, the potato I'm jacket gonna... sounds like a swing band from the late 90s. <laughs> it's the cherry popping daddies in the potato and jackets. The potato jackets opening. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. This is a little healthier, I think, because, um, uh, yeah, we've, we've done top three bar foods, but this is more of, of an appetizer, I think. But but Brussels sprouts, uh, mm. which I think oh, have yeah. experienced a, a bit of a mm-hmm. comeback, a bit of a renaissance mm-hmm. in the past like five years or mm-hmm. so. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, growing up, Brussels sprouts were like the classic, like, oh, it's like the gross vegetable, Brussels sprouts yeah. and broccoli. Uh, and, and they're both great, but yeah, Brussels sprouts with, uh, Damn. I mean, even just, just some like olive oil and, and salt and pepper, uh, maybe get some, some bacon in there as well. But, uh, yeah, Brussels sprouts are my, my number three. I mean, that's great calls. Both of you, this is tough. Cause I, I think either of those could have found their way onto my list, you know? Yep. <sighs> Okay. You let people repeat or yeah. like Oh yeah, if that? someone says something you want to say, you can say it too. Yeah, it's okay. all good. Um I mean, literally speaking of Graham from Stop Podcasting Yourself, his first top 3 the first time he came on the show was top 3 Olympic medals. Uh so we did have to repeat <laughs> ourselves. It would have been literally so he, impossible. Yeah. He's just being a dick to you basically. He was uh, just I mean, I wouldn't say a dick. I think that that's uh, Graham's sense of humor, but uh yeah, I mean, we it was it was hotly contested. I think it was. Uh, yeah. Silver did better than you would think. Uh yeah. but uh yeah, she's okay. Favorite appetizers. I'll go I'll try and stay away from things you guys have said so far. I will go number three, uh, deep fried pickles. Uh, I believe Ooh. we've discussed them on the show before, yeah. uh, but uh, I love a good deep fried pickle. Similar to what you were saying, Karen, though, the, they can go wrong for sure. Um, yeah. If it's not a great quality pickle, if the, the batter can be kind of like mushy and but a good deep fried pickle with a good dip is uh, it's a great appetizer. So I'll say that yeah. for number three. Karen, you're number two. Um, my number two is, well, it's a very specific kind of like garlic cheese bread because mm-hmm. not the kind that almost is like a, a sourdough, like a pizza thing, but more along the lines of, and I'm thinking of specifically, there's a restaurant in LA called the Smokehouse. It's in Burbank and they have a garlic cheese bread where it really looks like the cheese part is a is a packet from the Kraft macaroni and cheese box that they use the powder only for. And so it's basically like toast with butter with that sprinkled on. So it's truly like neon orange and it's a very specific vibe. Um, But that there's something about that where if you're going to do a kind of like cheese bread or garlic bread, but you're doing it in the, in the, in the most, um, it, uh, MSG way possible like yeah. it can be really yeah. satisfying to kind of kick off a meal with just like a bunch of chemicals a lot of color a lot of salt you're a big uh, like if if something is orange uh it has a lot of unhealthy properties you're like let's go yeah <laughs> it's just like oh I need that I need six of those <laughs> Stefan you're number two I'm gonna go with uh spinach and artichoke dip I wanted mm. to get a dip yeah. in here um, yeah, I love and, a good dip. and that, that's a classic. Uh, I, I think it obviously depends on what you're, you're dipping into it. Uh, I think, you know, tortilla chips are, are fine, but I, I think I prefer pita chips. I, I like, uh, I find the thing with tortilla chips is they're often, uh, too fragile to get as much dip as, as you would like. Yeah. Uh, whereas the pita chips are, are very, uh, hearty and, and thick. So I think mm-hmm. spinach artichoke dip with, with, uh, pita chips, uh, that's my number two. 
All right, my number two, going to show my ass here, uh, okay. as usual, when we do a food top three, just because I think sometimes I say things on the show and people are like, ooh, okay, rich guy or whatever. <laughs> uh, but my number two- So you two, are rich. You are. No, I'm not. I'm not oh, at all. I just, it, I just think if I keep saying it, Stefan and I, <laughs> I'll just say at any moment, we are very close to just becoming right-wing grifters and we would be really rich. I mean, we would be rich. You'd make There it. is literally a right-wing version of our podcast that makes triple the money that we do. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. and they, and it came out a year and a half after ours. So, um, you know, we could always consider it, but, um, my number two is scallops. Uh, I think uh, I don't That's always a great choice. I don't always like them as a main just because even if you're getting like four or five of them in a main, they just never feel like it's enough food to kind of get you going. So there's nothing better than just kind of like splitting scallops with the table. You get either one or two for yourself. They taste fantastic, uh, especially if you get some bacon going on there as well. Some bacon wrapped scallops, something of that nature. Uh, yeah, just a nice, I like seafood. It's just a nice way to get, get things kicked off. So I'll say scallops for number two. Hmm. Good choice. Karen, you're number one. I mean, this was hard for me because, um, I really believe in the mozzarella stick and I don't want to step on anyone else's if that's your number one. And I thought I was going to go with it because it's just, it's, it feels like it was the first, it was the best. It's been around forever. It's hard to fuck up a mozzarella stick. But the truth of it for me is um, a hot or a giant pretzel. And Ooh, in the yeah. same way, yep. um, like you were talking about how dip is, I like um, when appetizers are kind of like bring the group together. Like you, if you can find something four people like or three people like, that feels like a miracle. So it's kind of like, wait a second, do, would we all get this um, a pretzel? And then when they, there's, there's a restaurant near my house that serves them and they're so gigantic. It's hilarious. And every once in a while I get them um, just at home by myself. And it's truly like a bigger than my head pretzel that I, it makes me laugh just to even open it up and look at it. Um, So you get that Applebee's has amazing like pretzel sticks with like a pub, hot pub cheese kind of Mm -hmm. situation that is the best, best. Um, and really makes me miss drinking. So a, a pretzel, like just being kind of drunk on beer and then eating something like that is like the, that's how I'd like to die. But so, uh, a hot pretzel or like a warm pretzel, um, and then either a beer pub cheese, some kind of beer based cheese dip or the pimento, that red pimento yeah. cheese that you dip pretzels into. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's my very favorite. It's a great call. Becca that's made pretzels like two weekends ago, and they were so good. She just got a KitchenAid stand mixer, so she's trying all these new things. Yeah, and she made some pretzels, and I'll tell you, they were unbelievable. And I love mustard, so it's like anything that's like a vehicle for mustard, I'm all in. <laughs> so yeah, great choice, underrated choice, I'd say. Thank you, Stefan. Your number one. Uh, I think it's got to be gyoza. That's Ooh. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. That's a little fancy uh, boy. Okay. Gyoza. I mean, there's the rich guy. Yeah. <laughs> guy. He's the true rich guy. The true rich guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're delicious. Uh, anytime I get sushi, I'm, I'm always, always getting gyoza, uh, or like chicken karage, I guess, which also maybe counts as an appetizer, but I'm going with, I'm going with gyoza. Um, it's very hard to fuck up. I feel like even if 
the sushi place you're getting it from are just using like frozen gyoza. Like I don't care and I don't know the difference. So um, I think that is to me the most important factor in the appetizer is like, is it just always going to be good no matter where you order it? And gyozas fall under that for me. Like fries, you can get bad fries from places, you know, even Mm -hmm. though that's like kind of the classic go-to appetizer. But gyoza, I've, I've never had a bad gyoza before. So that's my number one gyoza. Love it. Yeah. Nice. Um, I am sort of stealing one that's been said already, but uh, my number one is just the classic bread. Just love a good <laughs> bread. Just love a good bread. Okay. You know? All right. Just love bread, bread of any kind? Yeah, well, so, I mean, obviously there are some that are better than others. Love a good sourdough. Love a good focaccia if you're in an Italian restaurant. Uh, but yeah, I just... It's one thing like Becca's a vegetarian, so appetizers are fairly hard for us. There's not you can basically now, especially living in Vancouver, any restaurant is going to have at least one good vegetarian option, if not two or three or four. But appetizers, that's less of a concern. They, I feel like they're like, yeah, whatever. We gave you risotto. So shut the <laughs> fuck up if you want to eat something before that. Um, so most appetizers tend to be meat based. So bread is sort of the one, especially if it's like made in house and it's like a nice or if they do like a little variety basket of breads. Very good. And I would say the best bread uh, is at highs here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a steakhouse and they do this like cheese bread and it's just like an amazing, it's like a baguette type style bread with like a ton of butter cheese melted on top. It's so good. And it's like one of those, like, um, when, uh, I opened for Nate Bargatze, we went to highs after our show and, uh, I told it, he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm not like a huge bread guy. I'm like, trust me, you'll love this bread. Like we got to get it. He's like, okay. So we get it. And then he's like, I think we should get another one. We should get another bread, right? Like that's really like, and that's usually like, if you can take someone to highs, they're going to want two orders of it. It's so good. So nice. that's my one bread in particular, but just bread in general makes for a nice appetizer. I think it's mm-hmm. a good choice. Uh, I think everyone nailed their top three, which is honestly pretty rare. On yeah, the show. that's true. So, really? Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, okay. appetizers feels like you almost can't go wrong because it's yeah. just like there's just yeah. so many to choose from. There's so many I, to choose from. I wish we just were nice doing to a have. top twenty-five because I, <laughs> I, it was hard to choose. I wanted to jam other ones in there while I was saying my real ones. I mean, yeah. I could talk about it for a long time. Yeah. Oh, us too. Us too. Uh, thank you, Karen, so much for being here. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, before we yeah. go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, I don't think so. Just guys let's have a really happy valentine's day don't put yourself (laughs) under too much pressure there's don't fall for galentine's day that's stupid just relax just watch a good movie if you're feeling sad (laughs) there's a lot of i'm watching a lot of people on social media have meltdowns about valentine's day that i just don't think are do it all the time if you're going to be upset about it don't wait for just the one day That's, that's true. My, I did actually see, I did see a tweet today where someone was like, kind of, it kind of goes back to like what we were talking about before, where everything has to be an argument. Like someone was like, yeah, maybe if you're in a couple this year, like don't post about Valentine's day. Cause like people are lonely and it's been a really hard year. So like maybe just don't post about it. And I'm like, 
what? What? (laughs) Social media doesn't work that way. (laughs) You don't get to control what other people are doing. It was, yeah, yeah, it was uh, very odd. So yes, I agree. Everyone, I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day. You can follow Karen on Twitter at Karen Kilgariff. Just do not start a discourse. Uh, You can listen to her podcast, My Favorite Murder, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, that's it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash blocked party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blocked party pod and we'll see you back here next week goodbye goodbye